On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're going to talk about season three, episode one, and shoes to kill for. I thought it was shoes to die for. And I changed it last minute. Okay, fine. <laughs> we're also going to see if you can name the seven deadly sets. I think they're sleepy, dopey, and uh, lusty. Dancer and prancer. <laughs> Dancer, prancer, vixen. Okay. All right. Let's stop being silly. Let's do this. To this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. My name is Liz. Yeah, that's right. Call me Liz. Why do I say my name like that? Diana? Diana? Oh! I'm Diana, We're... and we are going to talk about Season 3, Episode 1, The Magnificent Seven. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to start getting the clash stuck in my head. <laughs> it's actually not one of my favorite Clash songs. For those of you who don't know, The Clash is the only band that matters. And they are, I have Clash tattoos, many things of Joe Strummer, dedications in this house. But I really don't like that song. I don't know. It's it fine. They can't all be winners. They can't. They they had they definitely had some misses. <laughs> but yeah, no. Mm. Uh, 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 Joe Strummer, I will if you want to haunt me, Joe, that's fine. I'm totally cool with you being a ghost in my house. Come on down. <laughs> If we ever get a Ouija board, that's what we're going to try to call. Yeah, but then we're just going to end up summoning some demon. Oh, no. Not some yes. diamonds. Damn diamonds. How was your week? What's going uh, it's, on? It's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, My uh, babe, aka my dear husband, um, was traveling a lot of last week. So I got to like, I don't know, like eat like the my crap food that I make for myself like when I was single. And then I went to two shows which is crazy in a week, but uh, I got to take my niece to the state fair of Texas for her first time ever. And it was awesome. We ate fried things, including a armadillo ice cream sandwich, no real armadillo in it, but it was delicious. And then we, um, uh, I went to see uh, a, a young artist named uh, Thomas Shorba do his EP release. And my good friends, the Ottoman Turks opened up. And then the next night I went and saw my other, my friend who's also in the Ottoman Turks, funny enough, play his album release show for his awesome new album, Joshua Ray Walker's new album. Um, see you next time is fantastic. He had a great turnout, great show. And it was a good time and saw a lot of awesome people, except I am the asshole. So if you don't know, I'm, I'm tall. And I didn't, I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick my outfit out. This looks cute. And I was wearing high heeled boots, booties and uh, my beautiful white Stetson hat. Note self, if you're extremely tall and you go to a concert wearing high heels and a giant hat, and it's a stand-up show, you're gonna be in people's way. Yeah, 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 you were. Saw the pictures. So, there I, uh, <clears throat> I, I did my best to ensure that I, luckily it was a, it's a tiered floor at the venue it was at. So I was able to like, not be like direct in front of somebody significantly shorter than me, but it was pretty funny, but it was a fantastic show. And then, and then babe got back in town and uh, now we're ramping up for this weekend because this week we're going to go visit Liz. Yay. Party, slumber party. Yay. Slumber party, slumber party at Liz's place. 
We're going to go drink some rum at the new distillery for Ruminate Distilling, which produces our favorite Texas rum, high rum, as well as their amazing flavored rums. And they've got a new rum called Chupacabra. And I'm very excited about all this. Do you want to take a breath now? <laughs> yeah. How about you? I don't remember what I did last week. I know like Saturday I had a friend come over and we watched the new Muppets Haunted Mansion, which is so good. I need to watch it still. I'm excited. How like I, I was like it was so hard for me not to watch it on friday when it came out because i promised my friend i would watch it with him and i was like ah but it's so good i need to watch it again well friday i was out and then saturday i resisted and i thought i'd watch it when dave got back in town but then it was kind of late and he was tired so i was like and we both just set up drinking wine because that's what you do when you get back from a really long road trip and so that's why it's just been on the agenda and haven't gotten there yet but we will we will okay yeah, I don't. I honestly have no idea of anything else I've done. That's all I can remember are the Muppets. I've, I feel like, I, I know I've been working and I feel like I've done other things. I've probably, cra- I know I've crafted. I don't know okay. what I've made though. I know I'm making some things for you, that mm. I, so I can't talk about them until mm. you get here. But um, yeah, I, okay, that's it. My, my life is boring. Looking forward, you guys. I have a really busy week coming up. So, uh, do. yeah, so including tomorrow is the kickoff of my Lyra aerial class, and I'm very excited. And hopefully, my core will, will hold up. But Sky Candy, I think we've talked about it on the show, but yeah, they you do, mentioned it. Yeah, they do this. This class is for plus size girls. So, I'm super excited to go spin in a circle in a hoop. <laughs> I guess. Yep. So anyways, all right, let's just kick this off because I have nothing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What are you drinking? Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drinking a, a take on a bee's knees, but I'm drinking it on ice. So What's on a bee's knees? Oh, oh geez. Gin, gin, honey, and um, a lot. Well, I should use lemon, but we had lime juice. So that's what it is. And top, but top, we top, top with a little Topo Chico and some ice because nice. I don't have coupe glasses at home. And that seems like a pain in the ass to make it home. Well, and cute glasses, you just that's not enough. I know. So it's like, oh here, enjoy your two sips of this this cocktail. Yeah. And I guess maybe they think that you're gonna drink your cocktail slow and not want to have 20 of them. Yeah, yeah. No, coupe glasses are pain. But they look lovely. And so this is our take on it. The drink I like. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What do you got? I am drinking some of Texas's finest sparkling water. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my stomach is a bit iffy, and so decided alcohol was not a good idea. So sparkling water it is. Knowing that, I will not mock you for not drinking. (laughs) Yeah, Liz projectile vomiting during during taping would would be bad. No, just put a damper on things. Be a lot of delays, a lot of editing that has to be done. It'd be a thing. So we don't. It'd be a thing, but the best blooper ever. You know. Oh my god. Yes. If I could do it like the Baron in what we do in the shadows and then just be a propel myself by that as I, as I go around the room, it'd be so great. Oh, and okay. So this episode, so guys, I, I know you love our banter, but we're, we're just going to cut that short this time. Yeah, we're going uh, for it. 
So like Diana said, we've talked about, it's called the Magnificent Seven. This is the start of season three. It first aired on October 4th, 2007. And so we've got this one directed by Kim Manners and written by Eric Kripke. So we've got our big boys are in the seats because it's, you know, the start of the season. Uh, Some fun things about this that I just want everyone to know. So Basically, the the network was like, hey, guys, like you should go bigger with your show. Like what you did during the season finale, like that's really great. We want more of that. We want it to be like that. So they're like, fuck, yeah, here we go. And then they're like, oh, you spent how much money? Oh, no. Can you stop? They're like, because they're like, you can go a little over budget. And they're like, you went how much over budget? Um, Guys, let's no. Can let's not make this as big as we said. So. That is a reason why this was, uh, it's a phenomenal episode. It's, there's so much, there's so much that goes into this and can't wait to dig into it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to interject for one second. I'm sorry. I had an interloper in, in my room right now. I have to release Kevin because he snuck in through the back entrance to get into where I record and he's laying next to me and I don't trust him. So let me let Kevin escape one second. Bye, Kevin. I love you. You're the best dog ever. Gonna get you a bat chew toy. Sorry, I'm <laughs> trying not to crack up. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I have like a, anyways, where I record, I have, it's like a kind of like a false wall, like a curtain wall, like a room divider, and the dog knows how to sneak through it. He's never done that when I was recording before. <laughs> he may still do it. I think he's probably just gonna go right oh, around I, to come he back. Might. In. He might. He like Which would be amazing if it's like, yeah, if it, we see the curtains part and it, like, it and that's Kevin. why I was like, what was that? I was like, what the fuck? And then, yeah, it's a ghost. Then, no, yeah. it's Kevin. If he does it again, I'll turn a camera on t- towards him for you guys. Okay. Yeah. And all right. So this episode, ready? Yep, we're ready. We're going to start off in Oak Park, Illinois. Well, I will, I will note that the, I thought it was. And a fun song for the, uh, the road so far intro this time was ACDC's Hell's Bells. Yeah. That was, was that was good. Yep. So, all right. Oak Park, Illinois. Go for it. You want me yep. to start? Oh, that's fine. We've got a mediocre white dude. That's my notes. <laughs> so a, me- a mediocre white dude is taking out the trash. And he's in, in his generic suburban looking house. And it's, it is very generic suburban house. And so I'm guessing, and as we see later when we get to the cityscape, that Oak Park's near Chicago. And they, they yeah. do. I think they allude to this later. Yeah. But he's looking longingly at his neighbor's car, which, you know, if I lived next door to Diana, I would probably be looking at her car being like, Hi, I want to have you. But I, then I wouldn't look at my, that guy also has a piece of shit car. And well, I can understand. Well, here, he, he had like, like a generic ass fucking Camry, right? But that car, like, I don't know if you noticed the Camry was like weirdly dirty. Like, okay, guys, I get you have to dirty up the car to make it look mm-hmm. like crappier. But I'm like, you like put a layer of like opened a fucking vacuum cleaner of dust on this car. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It was so weird. I'm like, wait. Like I've, I've seen some cameras with bad paint. That's not bad paint. That's just like this fucked up dust layer all over this car. Like what is going on to this thing? So sorry. It was very distracting to me. That was my weird comment. There you go. Um, and there's really ominous music playing. So like you're already like I mean, me being like, you know, newbie. I'm like, oh shit, something's going to happen. And it does. It does. Yeah. We get our, our, our what are, uh, smoke snakes. Well, yeah. First, Oscar the Grouch starts shaking the trash cans, <laughs> and then and then the streetlights start flashing, and then we get our smoke snakes, aka yeah. Death Eaters. Is what I was also started calling them. 
Yeah, I can see that also very much like death theaters. Yep. And then one just crams himself down his throat. It just goes like, right. It goes. It was a lot. It was a lot. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, no gag reflex of this guy. He took it like a champ. Oh, I think Diana and I switched personalities tonight. All right. I, I was like, there's, I said a whole lot of demon smoke cock in his mouth is what I wrote. I wrote that down because that's wow. all I could think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, Diana, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I was, I was oh. channeling, I was channeling you as I watched you this. You really were. Uh, and then, and then, but then as that's happening, they like the scene cuts back and you see like a whole bunch of the other smoke snakes slash death eaters, whatever, going into the city. And so now we know that basically all the fucking demons that they released from hell are attacking Chicago, at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the implication, but... Yeah, well, they yeah, don't, that's the implication. They don't really show it yet. They don't show it, and, I mean, Chicago doesn't really come up in, mm-hmm. like, okay, I, was, I don't really understand the, the purpose of that. I mean, it plays into the story a bit, but... It's yeah. just weird. I think there's an allusion. It's alluded to a little later, kind of loosely. And when we get there, um, I'll try to point it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one week later... Sam is reading Dr. Faustus and uh, about uh, and the devil and about the crossroads in the car while Dean is inside a, a domicile of some kind banging some chick. And it's just weird. Like this whole scene is just like, all Sam's gross like sitting and weird. In the car, like, wow. Like, like, it's so fucking, I, Like, go to a coffee I, shop. Like, what are you doing just sitting in front of the house watching the window? Yeah. yeah, and like, why are you like giving your brother the thumbs up that you're about to get some? Oh, like, dudes, like, I mean, maybe this is a chick thing, but I just don't understand how proud of that of you, like, proud of yourself that you are. But it's weird. Like, I would, and granted, you know, I've had sex in some weird places with some weird people in the room, but I've never been like, well, maybe I was like, I don't know if I ever told somebody just to go wait in the car. I may have. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but if i did i probably wouldn't be making the thumbs up sign no i right no it was it was it was yeah well no yeah yeah but this it was just a really weird scene and that was so while he's in the car bobby calls sam and sam's like basically we piece together why sam is reading these things he's trying to figure out how dean can break out of the deal that he made with the demon but as we all may recall Dean didn't tell him the one caveat on the deal he made with the demon, which is that if he tries to break it, then Sam drops dead. So Sam does not know that piece. So he's just like, oh, there's gotta be a way to break this, obviously, duh. But anyway, so Bobby's like, hey, I found, we found something big. We need to go figure this out and y'all need to get here. So Sam tries to go interrupt Dean. Why would he open the door? And then why? Why? Like you, you, you like, just knock, saw what he was like, about you know, to do. Exactly. And like, and then he's like, there's like awkward, like, like really cliche, like red lingerie and stripper heels laying around. It was just really weird. Anyways, uncomfortable scene. Yeah, but it's, it stays uncomfortable for a minute because they, they get back into the it car. It does, yes. And Dean still looks really stupid happy, and which <sighs> it was kind of adorable. I did like the look on his face. But then he's like, thank Driving you for letting like me spend the time with the double <sighs> mint twins. I'm like, yeah. they, like, was there twins in there? That's disgusting. They're <sighs> sisters. <sighs> like, I, so I, ew. Like, this is all gross. Awkward. I didn't like any of that. Yeah. All right. So grossness is done all right yeah. let's just make that it's it's over so, and we're just gonna 
And so this is when no. they start talking and they're, and this is where Sam's talking about how there's these weird storm clouds or they're, they're talking to the other about there's these weird storm clouds over 17 cities. Seven and so that's, cities. Seven? seven. I thought it was seven. Seven. Think seven. about oh, it. Seven makes sense. Okay. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> seven. Oh, that makes more sense. I just heard 17. No, I wrote down 17. I might have just written it right down. Seven cities. So that's where I was like, okay, maybe that's why maybe they're implying okay. that Chicago yeah. is one of the seven. That makes sense. Yeah. And then, but Bobby is so, but Bobby's found a crop failure and a cicada, 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 uh, swarm outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, which just yeah. reminds me of Baltimore during their cicada storm, uh, or swarm or storm or swarm, stormy swarm. Stormy swarm. Yeah. yeah. It was, they were, it was real gross guys. I, if any of you had to live through that, I'm really sorry. It was disgusting. I was there for it. It ugh. sounds uh, unpleasant. It was. So they're going they're like there's other than these little things that bobby's identified there really hasn't been much activity so they're kind of weirded out as to what's what the fuck the demons are doing what are they waiting for so um they're outside of lincoln nebraska and there's like this farm type of house and i made some shitty comment about like sheets hanging out front to dry like it's a bad sign always and b do people do that of like clan members inside no, just like, like, it's always like an ominous thing. Like, oh, they're pulling up to this quiet house and there's laundry hung out front. I'm like, oh shit, something's going to happen. I, I also like that the, uh, the title, the, I don't know what you would call it. Uh, the, the flash on the screen actually said just outside. Look at Nebraska. <laughs> it wasn't like small town, like a name of a town. It's like, no, just outside. Yep. Unincorporated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so Bobby's there, baby's really dirty. Um, and the cicadas are real fucking loud. Really loud. Really, really loud. So they knock on the door and they decide to go oh. in because no one answers. Well, you miss you miss Dean eating his bacon cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah, he was it does come back and I wish I had noted it. So yeah, he's eating bacon cheeseburgers and Bobby's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm going out of here. Might as well live it up kind of attitude. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to sweat the cholesterol. And then I was like, that does look delicious. And also who serves bacon cheeseburgers in the morning, but okay. So he goes in and makes a, he makes a great candy Graham reference. And then they walk in and they do a really shitty job of sweeping this house. Um, yeah, not good. They're they not good at sweeping rooms. Like, like, I don't understand. Like they're, tactical premise of it's, like, it's non-tactical basically i don't yeah. know so i was like you would still be shot like you would die yeah. and they're and then the house smells real bad they made that clear so they find like they hear voices in one room so they bust in the room and it's the fucking television and it's like the stinkiest room obviously and there's three corpses a man a woman it looks kind of like a preteen age person yeah, sure. with them ish i don't know <clears throat> so yeah and then of course, while they're like, oh shit, there's the dead people, something moves past the window. So, well, and they also wanted to check for demon farts. And yeah, they, had, they, they had to check for sulfur and they didn't find any. Yeah. So, no farting demons no, anywhere. No demon so, farts. but I mean, given what we know about this, I mean, I guess maybe they were infected somewhere else, but yeah. Okay. So, no demon farts. Yeah. And so, um, Dean goes outside looking for who was ever snooping around outside. And um, this, um, black couple pop up out of the bushes and scare the shit out of Dean and knock the fuck out of him with their shotgun. Like you do. Yep. Right. So we learn that this is Isaac and Tamara and they're hunters and they're friends with Bobby. Also, Isaac is played by Peter Mason, who was Lieutenant Commander Bordas on the Orville, which is a show we enjoyed. And Tamara was Dr. Sykes on um, the passage. 
it was a show that just did like one season but it was mark paul gossler and it was pretty entertaining that's what i got yeah. i watched it i know I recommend so everyone it. loves zach right get your zach yeah. on zach get your zach morris come on now it was a fairly recent series too but yeah anyways so there we go all right so then we're now going to go we're going to transition to isaac and tamara's or tamara i don't remember the surname uh to their house and she's looking for paulo santo because it's toxic to demons like holy water he keeps the bastards nailed down while you're exercising them so basically they're making stakes like they're vampires out of this wood to hold them down mm-hmm. and so paulo santo actually is known as the holy wood and it is used to enhance spiritual practices, dissolve negative energy, and combat unwanted entities. And so there's a lot of traditions for this. It's mainly coming from um, South America. So Argentina, Galapagos, Ecuador, Bolivia, etc. And I actually have some essential oil of it. Um, huh. And so I've burned it a couple of times this week in honor of this episode. It smells really nice. It's uh I forgot what it, it's really close to frankincense and myrrh like it's in the same family but just from the south american side of the world um <laughs> it's also so supposedly keeps away mosquitoes and other insects so i haven't tried that as a repellent because mm-hmm. nothing repels mosquitoes for me not even like toxic like i get to like watch myself in deet and just be they'd be like mm, like this deep flavor of your blood right now this is delicious oh well, and while she's doing that, Dean, uh, Dean's on the phone talking and there's somebody named like Jenny, which it ends up is um, someone that works in the coroner's office. And that's where they find out that this is, uh, that the, the three people they found uh, died of dehydration and starvation. And everybody's like, what the fuck? They had like a fully stocked kitchen, like just a few feet away. So yeah, um, they sat down and they never got up and I can relate to this. I was like, this sounds like my weekend. So like, I just got sucked into the couch really uh, bad and yeah. I just didn't get up. You know, that makes me in so like, I can't. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sitting, uh, oh my gosh, sitting still. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not sitting still. I never would be sitting like that until I died. I would be lounging on my couch. Like I do with, you know, propped up on my pillows, playing my stupid match three game on my iPad and probably also surrounded by 9 million books on demons and petting the cat. And then, but yeah, sometimes it's like, Oh, I have to get to pee so far, so far. All right. So I'll start, I'll, start, also, I'll start worrying my new, when you start buying diapers, just cause then I'll start worrying. Yeah, you know, I mean, also women in my 40s, I probably need diapers at some point. So And during this, Sam also asked them a really awkward question of how they got into hunting. Yeah. And to me, it seems like you should never ask that. It's, it's always a tragic story. So but it seems like something like maybe you ask later, not like first on meeting. Like after you get to know somebody and it feels like that's something that, you know, you reveal. Personal. Yeah, it's really like, so when, how did you lose your virginity? Um, like, did, how long have you guys been banging? Like, if you meet a couple, you're like, so when did you fuck? Like, how was that? You know, like, it's a very personal like, like question. In, in, in like our Molly Harper books, like you don't ask how a vampire was turned unless they just want to tell you. Yay, Molly Harper. There you go. <laughs> I got to slip that in there. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So, and then, um, yeah. So, and, and Dean does it to make a crack about agreeing to get an apple teeny with Jenny, which is pretty funny when he gets off the phone with Jenny at the coroner's office. Um, 
but yeah, they're, so they're all like, you know, Sam's all like, well, I guess we're all going to go do this. Let's go figure out what caused this. And Isaac said, this ain't Scooby-Doo and we don't play well with others. <laughs> um, and, but basically they blame like Isaac and Tamara blame Sam and Dean for opening the gate, which is kind of rare. He's not, not wrong. <laughs> you, you did. Yeah, you opened happened. the gate. That's what it you happened. did. Yeah. And um, yeah. So then, and then we cut and we see this like pretty blonde chick that looks pretty tactical ish eyeball in the house outside. That's pretty much yep. scene. And the actress who's not been named yet. Ooh, mm. she doesn't have a name. She's just mysterious mm. blonde lady. Uh, she is played by Katie Cassidy, who also played, ended up playing Laurel and Black Canary on Arrow. So uh, she was really good on that. I, I really liked Arrow, at least for a while, because they were just, I forget the, the main character who played uh, the, the main guy but the, like the first couple of seasons were just him doing setups without a shirt on hanging from things and oh, i was like yeah oh. i can watch this show like cool. i am in this demographic <laughs> i am in their the, demographic yeah no, you you made that one for me gotcha okay thanks cw and then i think they started dry, like putting clothes on him and i just got kind of lost interest but anyway so right, we're gonna so. go on to with our store now yeah, and this man walks into the store and touches this random lady's arm and says, those are nice shoes, pointing at the shoes in some other bitch's hands. This is fucking awkward as shit. Like, I get, like, there's some weird shit going on here, but I'd still be like, the fuck? Yeah, bye. Like, I don't know. But anyways, so you get the weird whispering background noise, though, when he says this. And so um, she's like, looks over at the shoes. And by the way, they are really cute green pumps. Just really? <laughs> I just put they were really ugly. <laughs> I, I was like, these shoes are not that cute. And then, so she sees, it's like, she's like, so this random lady sees this other chick holding these green pumps and walks over and is like, those are really nice. I want them. And she's like, sorry, the last pair. And so this woman follows the chick that bought the shoes outside and bashes her face into a fucking car windshield until she did for the shoes. Which is, that's I mean, for good sure. I, I mean, I've, I've almost felt that way about shoes before, but whew. yeah, you know how I feel about my shoes. You know, what's really hard to find not to take us too far off topic. Do you know that they really don't make good red combat boots? I've been trying to find some for my Halloween outfit and oh, they just don't like exist. Red like red. Yeah. Red? Like, like, a chair, like I don't want oxblood because I'm doing a snow white. So I'm, yeah. I like, I need red, like oxblood won't work. You can't find like red patent ones. I don't want to do pat red patent docks. I would never wear those again. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I have like one pair of like patent docks that I got that I didn't know were were gonna be patent, and then I got them. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna keep them, but I'm never gonna wear them. They'll just go into the shoe world. Um, anyways, uh, okay, so she gets her face like smashed in, gnarly, like yeah, her shoes, yeah. So Sam's watching the crime. Uh, obviously, some, some time has passed. Sam's watching the crime scene. Dean's inside talking to. Um, some like random chick in the store comforting her, but obviously like gross flirting too. Yeah. But um, and then Bobby's all dressed up in a suit. He was pretending to be from the DA's office, and he actually talked to the suspect. And he's weirded out because there's no signs of possession. Obviously, he like splashed her with holy water because duh. And um, yeah. So they're like, okay, this is not an isolated incident because we had this weird family death where like these people just like stopped getting off the sofa, and now we've got this weird situation where this lady just like random has no like weird signs or symptoms or history and just like kill this bitch for some shoes so um dean finds the security camera and they see the guy that went up to her so they're gonna go look for that guy yep 
They do. And our blonde chick is back. She's back. She's following Sam and watching him. And he kind of realizes it, but doesn't really get to see her. So Sam, Dean, and Bobby are staking out the old terminal pub and uh, they're looking for Walter Rosen uh, from Oak Park. That ends up, this is the guy we saw at the very beginning of the episode, taking out his trash and, and being his car, his buddy's car or his neighbor's car. I don't know if it's their friends or not. And they're like, okay, he's probably possessed. He's, you know, he went missing right after the gate opened. And so Bobby's like, all right, we need to gather info and just fucking watch for a while. And Dean's like, nope, let's go because duh dean then they see isaac and tamra fucking go in so they're like well son of a bitch that's not a good sign so uh walter is in there with a beer and isaac's got some like his stash holy water is gonna follow I walter to the bathroom but as soon as isaac gets up uh to do that he gets grabbed by a big a big gothy bald dude who uh is fucking possessed he's got the black eyes because he's like i don't like hunters in my bar so yep. and ends up everybody in the bars possessed. It's a, a bad place to be for Isaac and Tamara. Yep. It really is. So basically we've got a whole bar full of demons. They're screwed and the door is locked from the inside and mm -hmm. the guys can't get in. They're trying, yeah. they're pounding yeah, they the doors. Can't they can't help. get in. Nope. So um, the bar, this chick that works at the bar and Walter just making like some gross comments about Tamara. Another demon walks up to Isaac with a big old tub of drain cleaner and starts talking, like doing the weird whispery shit again, telling him to, to drink it. And he does. He starts just like chugging this freaking cleaner. It's awful. Does it make you feel better if you knew that was Gatorade and Jello? Hmm. It's just sad gross no it is sad and gross but you know at least now he won't get covid um okay so isaac <laughs> dies and camera is screaming he's bleeding from the mouth the demons are laughing it's all crazy yeah and then they just drive the car okay, right into the bar thank god it's not baby this time. it was not this was <laughs> they were in bobby's car i made i was like son of a bitch they did not but it was Bobby's car. They backed it up through the doors, like slammed through the doors and they come out of the car and start attacking. They have like a shit ton of holy water because obviously Bobby's well stocked on holy water. That's his jam. Um, Sam gets Tamara. She doesn't want to leave obviously, but they get her in the car. Dean's being slow and, but decides to try to like, I don't know. He barely gets away from Walter and then throws him in the trunk. It's a whole thing. Yep. Whole fight scene. So, but they get, get started to the trunk. There's a devil's trap in the trunk and uh tamra wants to go back to the, so they go to the house and i think they're at the house now and she wants yeah. to go back to the bar to get isaac and dean's like yeah let's go and bobby's like you fucking idiots um and so bobby's like no nah, no nah, i figured out what they are and i'm like what is it man it's this is seven deadly sins and then we get a great what's in the box <laughs> And then I realized I haven't watched Seven in a very long time. And I meant to watch it again this weekend. It's such a good movie. Yeah. Um, but nobody's amused by Dean's, uh, his Seven mm -hmm. reference. And no. Bobby brings out, he is like, hey, you know, in Binsfeld's classification of demons, you know, in 1589, he ID'd the Seven Sense, not just mm -hmm. as human vices, but as actual devils. So yeah. this... Let's talk about this. I want to talk about who the fuck Bensfeld was because fuck Bensfeld and we're going to talk about some more. All right. Or it's time for lore. It's time for lore. You know, not early. Uh, and also for those of you who don't know, 
uh, now that we're in the seven deadly sins, I am wearing one of my seven deadly sins shirt. I'm wearing my envy one that says, uh, anything you can do, I can do better. And it has two chicks fighting on it. You cannot see behind me, but I also have paintings of all seven deadly sins <laughs> up on my wall. So I was very excited about this episode. Those all come from one of my favorite brands, seven deadly sins. So, okay. Hey guys, sponsor us. I saw you guys all at punk rock bowling. I didn't buy anything from your shop because I own it all. Uh, so they make the they make the best hangover pants in the world. If you want like loungy pants just to like hang out in your house, like they they are the the fucking best. They're so good. Uh, anyways, all right. So Peter Benzfeld. So he was born around 1540. He was a German Jesuit priest, a demonologist, and a witch hunter. Uh, he was born, ironically enough, in the village of Binsfeld. Huh, lucky him. Must have been easy. So also, this is the Middle Ages, and so often your last name was where you lived. So uh, he, someone really recognized, oh, he's kind of smart. So they sent him off to Rome. And so he went and studied there, and he came back to, to help with the battle against the Protestants. You know, fucking Protestants. Like, right? like you do. Yeah. Like you do. So he was elected suffragan bishop of Treves, and he became one of the primary uh, judges and during the witch trials of Trier. And this is one of the four largest witch trials that was in Germany. And realistically, it's probably Germany had the, the biggest witch trials and executions for most of Europe. Uh, it was like trying to remember what I did this weekend. I spent a lot of time reading about witch trials. It's like, what did I do? It's like, oh yeah, I was yeah, reading about that. I, I was reading about that and getting really depressed. Okay, so these trials were between 1587 and 1593. 368 people in 22 villages were burned alive and almost a third of them were from nobility or other positions of power. And I just want to do a quick quote from this narrative by Canon Linden from the Gesta Trivorium, which is a manuscript that's in the city library of Trier from, from around this time. And they said, you know, inasmuch as it was popularly believed that the continued sterility of many years so the entire area was under a lot of famine and famine and just crops weren't growing uh the they're like believed that this was caused by witches through the malice of the devil and the whole country rose to exterminate the witches this movement was promoted by many in office who hoped well from the persecution. And so from court to court throughout the towns and villages of all the dioceses, scurried special accusers, inquisitors, notaries, jurors, judges, constables, dragging to trial and torture human beings of both sexes and burning them in great numbers. Scarcely any of those who were accused escaped punishment, nor were there spared even the leading men in the city of Trier. And so they basically they went through and like all of like judges, noblemen, all these people were brought to trial. And if during this time, if you were accused, you're done. Like you're accused, yeah. there's no way out of it. You're done. Um, there is no innocent until proven guilty. No. And what's odd is really during innocent to proven guilty was really something that was considered for a lot of crimes, but this is special. 
And so yeah. this is one of the ones that was, and we'll talk about how Bensfield thinks about that in a minute. But so during this, like, meanwhile, notaries, copyists, and innkeepers grew rich. The executioner wore, rode a blooded horse like a noble of the court and went cloud in gold and silver. His wife vied with noble dames in the richness of her array. The children of those convicted and punished were sent into exile. Their goods were confiscated. Plowmen and vintner failed. Hence came more sterility. And, and so basically, they're already in a really shit place then they put all these people on trial kill them send their children off and then there's nobody to work the fields so already your fields are done then you kill everybody and of course you don't have more food so now this cycle of just this is all coming and this is all because of the devil yeah um so when we talk about demonologists of this time and so what bobby is talking about the book and we'll get to that one in, in a second they were mainly t- interested in demonology because they wanted to use this during trials and be like, this is when we talked about Ludon, you know, like these are the, the demons that are possessing this woman, yeah. you know, it's that same idea that we want to, I want to know about demons because I think this is what's, you know, possessing this person or yeah. reality. I want to blame this on this. So Bensfeld wrote the treaties of confessions by evildoers and witches and this became an inquisitor handbook. It was written for the trial of one someone who actually was one of the judges of the witch trials eventually. So this was Dietrich Flade. He was originally a judge and he was, you know, went through. So people were having trying witches all the time before this. It wasn't that unusual. Like it was just something that was accepted. Um, but also the punishments weren't that bad because everybody believed in witchcraft up until you know this point. They'd be like, oh, Mary hexed my field and I couldn't grow my crop. I'm like, well, Mary, you know, you need to say a 10 bloody, you know, 10 holy rosaries, whatever. But yeah. then things started getting worse and worse. And Flade was like, y'all, like these persecutions and this torture. It's not good. I don't like the way they're doing. So they're like, well, you're a witch. So they arrested him, tortured him, strangled him, and burned him. So unlike hmm. the other witches, though, he did get to be strangled first. They're like, well, that was like the thing that they let from. But so a lot of this book that he wrote was prepped because he wanted to have things to say against Flayed. And the treatise was built using stories from earlier authorities, um, citations from other experts like the Malleus Maleficarum, and experiences from trials that he judged. So he's like, oh, yeah, like this, I, when I like, you know, put this in her foot and she said she was a witch, like, oh, that's clearly how we identify a witch. You can do it that way. Um, he did feel that a lot of people were just too lenient when it came to dealing with witches. Oh, it, lenient. Yeah, they were lenient. And this is where he said that witchcraft was a crime in acceptance. So C-R-I-M-E-N, acceptum, uh, which excused it from standard investigation mm-hmm. methods. So. Yeah. You know, like talking to people or calling witnesses. Torture. Yeah, having evidence. You know, that's fine. Uh, He also discredited deathbed confessions of people who are like, I know, I really, I was just said that under torture. Because he's like, but no, that doesn't have the judicial solemnities of the torture room. So those don't count. He also encouraged denouncements. So a denouncement is really the idea of when I get accused, I need to name other people who were in this with me. There ended up being at least 6,000 known people that were accused of witchcraft from these denouncements just for these trials themselves, just for this one in Treves. 
But really, if you think about it, the witch trials at this time, really, they wanted to do, they had two goals if you're trying somebody, right? They want to get a confession from the guilty, and they want to know other people who they were talking about. Right. And so Bensfeld was like, you should, of course, like, talk about other people, even especially your family yeah. members, because you're saving their souls. You know, if you yeah. don't do this, you know, they're going to burn in hell. So you yeah. should, you should really do that. Uh, he also sanctioned torture, but he, he was like, but you know, like, light torture, that's not even really torture at all that's yeah. fine that, yeah. that, that that doesn't even count and he's like and you know what it's okay if we torture children too that's well, cool yeah and so there were trials of children that were allowed under certain conditions so Bensfeld thought that girls under the age of 12 and boys under the age of 14 should not be considered guilty of practicing witchcraft but because some children are precocious, we can't be completely strict on this law. Uh, I did see somewhere about one of the trials in Southern Germany. So this is, uh, this area of Treves is on the Western side of Germany um, on the border of Luxembourg. So there's four, like two main places in Germany that were really big at this time, Southern and uh, Southern and the Western portion. The North portion of Germany seemed to kind of gotten out of this. And a lot of people think that's because of the way those cities were set up. They had, they had, they were bigger cities and they had a, a stronger government within this part this was the holy roman empire right. at this time so they had lots of little villages and townships that all kind of had their own authority and and also a lot of this was also being plugged in by the church right yeah so uh, go ahead those guys that's awesome. Those guys, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Bensfeld also was like, man, you know, like all these other man- magistrates who are not, if you're not zealously pursuing a witch, uh, you're being lazy. And if, you, if you're a priest and you're not combating witches in your own neighborhood, you're ignorant. So that was pretty much his his asshole thing. There's like I said, there's, there's hundreds of people that were killed during this. Uh, thankfully, the bastard died of the plague. Uh, so good. I hope you got some sores on your dick, dude. Um, I really, I really hope that that happened to you, and it was really painful and smelly. But before he died. He did create an influential list of demons, and he was the first person ever to pair demons and associate them with the, with the seven deadly sins. So a quick rundown on them, and this is always one of my favorite things, because I think it's really impossible to name seven things, like how you always like can never name all seven dwarves, you forget one. So Diana, can you name the seven deadly sins? No. You're not even going to try? I can try for you. I mean, I know, okay, obviously, <sighs> obviously, we've got sloth envy gluttony lust pride mm. ah, that's where i bite okay you, wrath yeah wrath and, and greed Great. Ah, greed. Or avarice. Yeah. I did pretty good. Five's not bad. Five's good. Yeah. But it's it's just something about trying to name seven things. Like I could never like usually do five or six. If it's not in a song, I'm fucked. Or it's like naming the six flags over Texas. Like you always forget, like I don't forget one of the flags, but generally somebody does. Yeah. All right. This is is not the audience for me and you are not the audience for that conversation. But normal people people would forget that. So seven deadly sins. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a Christian concept, but it's something that's been around for a while. And basically the idea is these are moral trans 
transgressions of divine law. And I'd say arguably that even though they're not identified in this exact way in other religions, they are. there is a commonality that you find like these types of things being considered yeah. not in a well, sin, think, but but a, a bad whatever you want well, if you think about them and they're you know, kind of just they're all just kind of bad things anyways it's kind of like yeah, well, it, it's kind of like whether you can be like an atheist and be like well the ten commandments other than the god one that you know worshiping one god pretty fucking good rules you know like it falls into the don't be a dick rule yeah it's really if you think about it it's a lot of it is just how you function in society right Uni- so, universal ethics <laughs> yeah so just things things that make life better for you and your friends and your family mm-hmm. uh, so in the bible the bible never grouped them as right. like the seven deadly sons they're mentioned like individually oh, yeah. throughout it but they're never grouped together they really the first time they were grouped together as like a, a pairing and it was like it started off being around eight and then things kind of bounced around was when the bible was put into like one language right when all the the versions of the bible started to come together and it kind of goes through i think thomas aquinas is the one who got it down to to seven but so Bensville published his list in 1589 and so in his list you know each sin spawns four sins and each has an opposing virtue and a symbolic animal so we get oh, to find what? out what yeah we get animals all right. Okay. So we've got pride. So that is Lucifer. And so obviously, because Lucifer's pride is what caused the angel to fall from heaven. He is symbolized by the lion. Grr. Okay. That's pretty and, common. That's, that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And the opposing virtue is humility. And the idea you can counter this demon by taking credit for nothing and placing the credit for everything with God. Okay, then we have Avarice Agreed, and this is paired with Maman, and I don't know if that's how you say his name, I just like saying it that. I've got a really great picture of him from, uh, I think, from the de- from the Demonology Inferna, uh, but he looks like his nipples are pierced, and there's like money hanging off of them. He's so great. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Uh, this demon was called by Thomas Aquinas as the devil who is the lord of money, and his name literally means money in hebrew and the sins that come out of that so if you're greedy that leads to cheating that fraud thievery murder and miserliness and he is symbolized by the wolf oh and that opposing virtue is sufficiency i have never heard of sufficiency as a virtue but i i i I, Hmm. if you're going to talk about it that way i am guessing it means that what i have is sufficient and i don't need to get anything more but so like i don't need to buy all the things that killstar just sent me of their cute bat candles because i have enough bats but i don't i really don't have enough bat candles and can and can can you and can you really yeah that's a good question all right. Our th- yeah, our third so one on. is lust. Yeah. Is that so? Is that like when they call like talk about like the Wolf of Wall Street? Ooh. Oh, I didn't. I'm even howling when I say that. Oh. Okay. So our third one is lust, and it's paired with Asmodeus, and he is or Asmodeus, depending on who who says it. I say Asmodeus. Um, So he is a major demon who figures in a lot of the possession cases, uh, and also known as the King of Nine Hells. And from the not so innocent abroad blog, who did a really great thing on this episode, um, he's described as being quite the mishmash of animal parts in the. 
Dictionnaire Infernal. He has three heads, a man spitting fire, a sheep, and a bull. He has the torso of the man, one rooster leg, and a serpent's tail. And if that isn't enough, he also rides a lion that has dragon's neck and wings. This guy has got it going on. That's a lot going on. He's great. He's very complicated. Buying pants has to be difficult. I mean, oh my God, I can't even imagine, you know, or shoes. I mean, can you imagine having like like one one rooster leg? Yeah. And then trying to fit that in, you know, and and with a serpent's tail, like you've got to like put a hole in your your pants for that. Like it's, he's he's got problems, but he gets to ride a lion with a dragon wing. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. And again, he's lost. He probably ain't wearing shit. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm pretty sure the pictures he has a big dick. Uh, so lust leads to infidelity, deceit, betrayal, and uncleanliness. I don't know why it leads to uncleanliness unless like wow. you're just covered in spunk. I mean, no, I just don't. Depends. Depend, just depends who. Yeah, stop <laughs> fucking the dirty people, man. And take, and take <laughs> a shower and take, take a shower a, afterwards. You, okay. you should always take a shower afterwards and pee if you're a woman, so you don't have to exactly. take antibiotics or UTI like I'm doing. Um, okay, uh, he is symbolized by the goat, so he's got a goat or the ass. Uh, but I prefer to think of him uh, riding a goat mm. or just having a goat. And his opposing virtue is chastity. Uh, so the fourth is envy, and that's paired with Leviathan, um, also known as the monster serpent creature who swallows victims whole. Um, also sometimes described as a sea monster, thought some to be a crocodile, although later they're like it's a whale. And its name means twisted in folds, which means let, let many scholars to think that it was a sea serpent. So I guess okay. sea serpent serpents uh which sounds like a nope rope of the sea so fuck you eels you're disgusting you should die uh so envy or jealousy that leads to an obsession with possession so yeah i mean i can see that he is uh symbolized by the dog so the dog is envy that's weird yeah like why i mean like how you get the dog after the serpentine thing and dogs are not envious i guess well they're always envious for your love they are and of their other dogs food i mean if yeah if the exception of your three dogs for most if anybody else had three dogs and one dog had a toy and the other two did not have toys there would be a major shit show but in your house only one dog weird they all want a toy at first and then the two don't two stop caring and the one just is very happy and protects his baby he protects his baby protects his baby so cute uh all right the fifth one is one of my favorite sins i guess they're all kind of my favorite sins but uh gluttony yeah love me some gluttony and this is paired with beelzebub or lord of the flies the prince of demons prince of lies and the idea is that eating and drinking don't satisfy but you go on to excess and in hell the gluttonous are forced to eat toads and drink putrid water hmm. So I only think you get to lick the toads that you have to eat them. So not, not licking toads, but, but eating them. And gluttony generates wantonness and a loss of reason. Uh, I couldn't find the animal for this one. And oh, I was very upset. No. So yeah, okay. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to make up what animal is gluttonous. Um, I guess a pig would make sense. But yeah, well, that's, the, that's, the, that's, that's the easiest answer. Yeah, I, I guess know. so. Uh, the opposing virtue is sobriety. Boo! Boo! Nobody likes Boring. that virtue. Boring. Boring. Yeah, and this can be remedied with fasting and prayer. Uh, number six is anger or wrath, and this is paired with Satan. 
And anger leads to rage, vengeance, war, bloodshed, violence, cruelty, and irrationality, which I can see because there's a lot of like when I watch like my prison shows, there's a really good one that just came out on Discovery Plus about uh, prison detox. And it's about this Whoa. county in Arkansas that is trying to programs for drug offenders who are like doing stupid things and really working them through like rehab and treatment to, to try and break the cycle of why they're there. But there are some like inmates who are just irrationally mad all the time. And I'm like, it's like when people get really mad about someone disrespecting them. I'm like, nobody's disrespecting you. And who cares? Like just yeah. move on with your life. So it's irrational. Yeah. And this is symbolized by fanged animals like leopards or wild boar. Um, which I don't think of a leopard as a fanged animal, but I guess it is. I mean, it technically has fangs, but if you're going to put in the same category as wild boar, then we're talking like tusks more like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if these are fangs. Like to me, I think a fang is a snake, but whatever. Uh, it's opposing virtue is patience. And so finally, mm. oh. I'm very excited about the last one, which is also, uh, and you're going to hear why, and Liz is going to shout about something and you know it. All right, so sloth. We got sloth, which I said, you know, I, oh. give, me my, give me my sloth. And this is paired with the demon Belphegor. So also from the not so innocent abroad blog, though others say he seduces people by giving them ingenious ideas for inventions that will make them rich and that he was originally worshiped as a phallus. We have dick magic. Woo! Yes. Oh, everyone loves phallus magic. All right. So he was originally worshiped as a penis and he was associated with orgies, which I don't understand for sloth. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, orgies are like, unless I just get to lie there while people do stuff to me, like, oh my God, like you, there's so many people there. so stressful. Oh my God. I mean, and that also sounds like it's going to lead to, uh, to uncleanliness. Like you really need to shower for that. You want to talk about, you want to talk about lust and uncleanliness. There we go. Yep. He's also health ambassador to France. Huh. Noted. Yep. And which makes me wonder, like, do other like demons have are there ambassador? Like, who is the ambassador to England? Who is the ambassador, you know, ambassador to Ghana? Like, yeah, I mean, like, oh, I want to know who the U.S. ambassador is. Yeah, I, I, me too. Uh, so, anyway, sloth spawns laziness, carelessness, apathy, and negligence. Things I, I love: laziness and apathy. That's so best. Ah, oh, so good. And this is <sighs> sloth is symbolized by the donkey. <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. The imposing virtue is diligence. Boo, diligence. (sighs) (sighs) Except for the fact that as much as I love sloth and laziness, I was also raised in a very strict household and feel guilty. So I will lie there and not do anything and the entire time just think about all the shit I should be doing. So those are our seven deadly sins and their animals. Yay. Uh, so yeah uh so i really was i thought wanted to point that out uh i did not expect bensfeld to take me down the rabbit hole that it did and we will circle back i'm sure uh, so we have always so many seasons to go so we will talk more about witch trials and you know one of the ones in southern germany and someone said they actually like took like a whole school of children, executed them, but I can't, I couldn't find any other reference. I saw like one reference, but uh, yeah, it's all really interesting and sad. And Bobby don't quote from that douchebag anymore. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he got boils. 
the plague got it right with him. Um, all right. So yeah, so we figured out that now we know these are the seven deadly sins that they're dealing with. So the family's death was obviously impacted by sloth, the three people that wouldn't get off the sofa to even feed themselves when it was right there. Um, the shoes was uh, caused by envy. And this is where we know Walter's envy because Walter is the one who was coveting his neighbor's car because his Camry was too dirty and he was too lazy to wash it or paint it or take care of it. Uh, Sorry, really envy though. Sorry, but um, and so that that was a, that was that tie back in there. And then Isaac um was killed by gluttony, um. So he because he was forced to just like guzzle that that um whatever. Yeah, he kept, he kept guzzling it until he didn't work. Yeah. Then so, then we get this great daddy Bobby moment. Oh my god, Bobby! I was like, oh, so hot for you right now, Bobby. This was this was so good. He just like so Tamara wants to go back, oh. and he just like screams at her like, "We're going to take a breath and figure out what their next move is." Yeah. I was just like, "Damn, so hot, spank me, daddy Bobby." Like he's he like, was... "We tried it your way already. Now we're gonna do, we're gonna make a plan." So he's like screaming at her. Yeah. Yeah. But I think also I think we're really and this is you know beyond you know the fact that he's yelling he's taking charge and we're really starting to see Bobby fit go into this parental dad role and probably doing a better job and, than John did and a leadership role in general like yeah. a really leadership role so and then he apologizes for her loss in a very quiet voice yeah. um, so they all go into the room where they're got Walter tied up in a devil's trap. And um, he's he's all laughing because they keep like, oh, you figured out who I am, ha ha ha. But he's not going to answer any questions at first. So basically, the problem is is that they can't offer him anything. He already got what he wanted. They're all out and free. So fuck fuck you guys. It's basically his attitude, and he thinks it's just fun to have their, his attitude. His demonic attitude is that it's fun to see people's insides on their outside. So when Tamara's, you know talking about like wanting to kill him and it just brings him glee because basically he's like see you know you've, you've got all this inside of you anyways kind of an attitude so it's kind of it's pretty dark honestly yeah you know, this is like you know dean you're walking billboard for uh gluttony and lust tamra is full of wrath and then he says like was really what i think i thought was kind of profound he's you know we're not sins man we are natural human instinct and you can repress and deny us all you want but the truth is you are just animals horny greedy hungry violent animals and at least three of those are generally right with me horny greedy and hungry that's yeah i mean those are you know three of my favorite things so and Tamara gets gets her way and she starts exercising envy. Mm. Yeah. So um anyways, so sorry. Where am I at? <laughs> yeah, so Tamara Tamara Tamara's doing that and Bobby's like, hey, these demons are going to be hunting us now. So we're fucked. They're after us. They're this is what's going to happen. So uh Sam's like, well, fuck it. If we're going down, we're going down together. Tam Tamara finishes the exorcism and Walter's dead. He did not survive the exercise. He didn't make it. And she just did not seem to care. <laughs> she was no, like, she no. was very undistressed about this situation, which is an interesting division too. Cause this is the thing we see with the hunters a little bit is where they, view, some view the humanity more than others. Cause Walter wasn't actually a bad guy necessarily. He may, he may have been a dumbass that couldn't take care of washing his own fucking car and liked his neighbor's car better. But at the same time, we don't know anything about Walter. He may have just been a fine dude who was just like, I'm just a normal guy. I just have a shitty car. It's okay. And then he got possessed by a fucking demon. And so Sam and Dean have really gotten in the attitude of 
especially Sam, obviously Dean, John, mostly on the team on this about, look, these are fucking people. These are not, this is not them making these decisions and we need to respect their life because this is not them doing it. They are just, their body is being used. Well, and I was also curious to how Walter died. Right. So, I mean, was it from the snake well, talk? Did that, did that like oh. just choke, break his, his throat when he was just cramming himself down there? Oh. Oh. Like the demon, demon snake I, talk? Just, I, I was just going to say, I think that there's been several deaths from not surviving the trauma of the exorcism. And I believe that that was the cause. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll buy that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I hope it wasn't the demons. Don't cock. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so everybody's prepping weapons. They got shotguns, holy water, blah, 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 blah. blah. Why is the power really- out? Why are they doing this by candlelight? I don't know. I think they're trying to be like set ambiance for the demons. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like the water coming and we want to they're, set the moon they're, gonna, they're coming to kill us but let, let's make it sexy yeah <laughs> i have some sexiness in here it's sexy, it's sexy um, demon killing time and then they um they have like this poignant moment staring at each other about this time and then uh the radio cuts on as we all know that's a bad sign if a random radio turns on and starts playing a song especially the power's coming. out the power out yeah. like I, okay whatever and, and the power's play- out and it's playing i shall not be moved which is an old um uh gospel song uh, originally recorded by mississippi john hurt um i was not 100 confident this was the original version being played but it was definitely not the johnny cash version being played so somewhere in the middle it wasn't but it sounded very close to the, the hurt version that's what uh, i thought yeah, and it also that this is one too gets stuck in my head, and like I don't know the words beyond "I shall not be moved." So it's one it of those is, annoying, it's kind of a ear- haunting. It's a beautiful but haunting uh, gospel song, uh, yeah. classic gospel song. Yeah. So they're just all waiting to get attacked, chilling in the house, and then all of a sudden, uh, so upsetting. Isaac starts yelling for Tamara. Isaac's there. Isaac, dead. Isaac's there, and he's climbing the steps, saying that he got away. And obviously Bobby's like, it's not him, just a demon possessing his corpse. And, um, but she's like, she feels so guilty about like leaving him there because they promised they'd never leave each other there. And he, his, this corpse, corpse, uh, version of Isaac is sharing personal memories about how they would never do that. And he's like, just pleading with her and she just fucking snaps and run, run kicks open the door, runs out and stakes him. Cause she knows it's not him too, but she's just so like torn up. I'm like, yeah, that'd be really well- hard. Yeah, and he also gives us the backstory too while he's yelling at her. Oh, we found out God, what, yes. how they became hunters. Oh. And it's because their daughter was killed by by something. We don't know if by it some, was demons Something supernatural. Something supernatural killed their child. And they and blame each other or themselves, yeah, whatever. Themselves, yeah. It is, yeah. So it's real bad. It's very sad. Very fucking sad. So um, anyways, all the others, all, everybody else, so all the de- other demons get in the house now and they're all like, there's one going after each of the people basically, except for poor Sam's got two after him because of course he does. Um, and uh, one that's going after Bobby, but he leads them into a devil's trap and, it's, uh, and he tells them, he's like, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> well, you know. I'm like, all right, like, right, Bobby, you got this. <laughs> And uh, Dean, Dean's fighting like the chick who happens to be fighting, lust. fighting well, lust. Is, they, I well, think he's making out with lust. They, they start <laughs> kind of fighting, but mostly making out. And um, she uses that demony power to whisper at him, whatever. And they're making it real hard. 
and then there's two dudes and a woman that are after Sam. And this is kind of interesting. Sam's trying to lead them to a devil's trap, but it's pride and he's too proud to do it. Ha ha ha. So he crumbles the traps marking on the ceiling. But it was kind of interesting. So this is, they're like calling out Sam, like what, you're supposed to be the fucking boy king. We're not going to kneel to you. Now that your yellow-eyed demon's dead, we don't have to battle you at all, ever. It was kind of a weird, yeah. like, whoa. Yep. Yeah. So, and we also pride this is really annoying. Here's Johnny. And I just wanted to like, oh, yeah, I, I, the guy who played Brian did a great job of making me want to punch him in the face. Like, I, I, feel, like that was the, I feel like that was the goal. Yep. And also the ceiling was apparently a very hard thing to shoot because when the first time they did it, it was like with hydraulics. And so when they taped it, uh, it didn't come right. Like it didn't, it didn't break right. It just kind of yeah. like caved in. So they had to redo the entire thing. And so had risk. Yeah. So it was basically like hours of like redoing sets and shit. So that it seems like a reduction just nightmare. Racking up that budget. Um, yeah. So Dean, uh, we cut back to Dean making out with lust and uh, he kind of, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Dean's fucked because lust is his jam. He is fucked on this one. But apparently he wasn't. He kind of had enough together and backed her up to a bathtub and shoved her face into a tub that had a rosary floating in it. Which seems wasteful. I mean, you don't need to leave the rosary. I mean, just just take you can use it again. Like, why'd you just leave it in the tub? Like, you know, how many rosaries you got lying so, around, guys? Just, Come and on. He just and he just keeps dunking her over and over again. So, and then um, there's two demons attacking Sam. Pride's just kind of watching because, duh, pride. Anyways, and then this blonde, the blonde chick that's been stalking, oh, blonde stalker, uh, shows up with this knife strapped to her leg and slits a demon's throat and it kills him. Um, like supernaturally effects and then she stabs another it does that and then um, the fight's kind of going on and she's kind of not doing well needs some help and Sam helps out and then she's able to stab the last one and yep, Sam's and like who the hell are you she said I'm the girl that just saved your ass he's like well I just saved yours too and then she said see you around Sam and leaves and I, wrote, yep. I wrote WTF <laughs> bye <laughs> bye bye yeah uh, so next morning um there's a there's a big grave with four bodies in it um about to burn oh, so the boys are doing what they do best digging Dig, graves digging graves <laughs> they do it's what they yeah. do and burning corpses which is disgusting because yeah. they are again like it's been pointed out before these aren't skeletons like this is like a normal human being body and they're gonna take a while to burn like that that uh, doesn't got, just like and, and i don't want to be too gross but you got like meat and hair and skin it's gonna smell real bad yeah. this smells this smells real bad what's going on right now so apparently they uh bobby's been up trying to um exercising all of them all night and has not been particularly successful except for the pretty girl and the heavy guy survived so but they've got a lifetime of therapy bills ahead okay fair yeah uh tamara um has a the um isaac wrapped up uh with for a funeral pyre for him and she's he's, get, he's getting this hunter's time. funeral yeah up yep. by himself so they're trying to figure out what kind of blade that this stalker chick had though and who the fuck is she this this she had they've never heard none of them have ever heard of a blade that can kill a demon so this is completely new and they're like what the fuck but then they're also really distracted by the fact that oh shit we let seven deadly sins out and this was pretty fucking bad but who the hell else did we let out from hell too because this could be really ugly so tamara's like deuces y'all i'm not part of this shit i'm doing my own thing and leaves <clears throat> and so um uh, Bobby just basically says, tell Sam and Dean, go do your thing, but keep an eye out for any other omens. So 
Sam follows up with a question, hey, can we even win this war? And and Bobby doesn't answer, which is not. <laughs> That's not, it's not comforting. It's not. not He's like, I'm just going to walk off. <laughs> I'll catch you on the next one. So to add to the joy of the end of this episode, because as much as they were successful in this one mission, it was still very costly and very sad, is that Sam wants to go to Louisiana because he got like the lead on someone outside of Shreveport that can help break the demon deal. And this is where Dean has to be like, so here's why you can't break the deal. And Sam is pissed. Sam's like, this is what you got mad at dad for this shit. You, how dare you do this? Um, and Sam, Dean's just basically like, I couldn't live without you. And Sam's like, that's so fucking selfish, <laughs> which it is very much. Yeah. And, uh, but Dean's like, no, I'm okay with it. I'm tired. There's a light at the end of my tunnel now. And I just want to make the most out of my last year. Yeah, and what did Sam say? Hopefully it's not hellfire. I don't remember what he said. He said something quippy like that, but um, it's kind of like, like, like well, yeah, like it's, I don't know. It was just really dark. Yeah, with a lot of light. Yeah, I was like, that's hellfire. And so he said it was hellfire. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, also, it's we knew that Dean felt like shit. So at least he's mm-hmm. opening his feelings, right? At least to me, is like at least he's being up honest about like, look, man, like. I already felt like shit. I want, I want to die. Let, let's do this. And I want to live my life to the fullest. So all the cheeseburgers and double mint twins that you can handle. And then it was really quippy. And he is like, so what do you say? We kill some evil sons of bitches and we raise a little hell. Oh yeah. And that's how we end season three, episode one. Oh no, man. That's depressing. And you think it's depressing? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's, I mean, it's, I don't think it's depressing. I think it's, you know, it's, it's motivational. Like, it, it, to me, it seems to set us up for a good season, right? And so it sounds like we're going to have a lot of demon That's killing true. and, and lots, just lots of demons and lots of Dean riding on the edge. Dean's on the edge. Yeah. Oh. With this, I was about to quote John, but. Bon Jovi, but I can't remember. <laughs> on a steel horse, he's gonna be on a steel horse. He's right. Yeah, and but so okay, so we've got this setup for. We know that we've released a bunch of shit from hell. Yeah. Um, we've got one new character in there who has a new fancy knife toy. Um, yeah. we don't know who she is. Um, we Tamara is off on her own, so we don't think she's gonna come back in. But we've got Bobby establishing himself as a leader, and Sam is probably still gonna keep working on shit, even though Dean told him not to. And Dean just wants to eat a bunch of food. And bang and bang twins. And bang people, yep. So are you excited for the season? Did that, no, it's going to be a fun does... season. No, that's for sure. It definitely is going to be a fun season. I'm excited. I'm excited. Cool. That's a- all I got. Anything else? You got? Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Well, I think then we oh, can. Here we oh, what? do we want to Do we want to spill our trip coming up? I thought we did last time. We mentioned it, but it is official, official. That's that official. Super official that we will be in New Orleans for the Supernatural Convention. Uh, in November. So come find us there. We'll give you stickers if you find us. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so, and you'll be able to point us out if things go well, because we will be in our matching roller track suits and that's Uh, a jerk and bitch. And so you should be able to find us pretty easily. So for that, then we will close out with a cheers jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. 
Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Orozco. Meow. <laughs>